Facebook, there's Instagram, there's Twitter, there's Clubhouse, there's LinkedIn. And there are a lot of social media platforms out there. And I think that that's one of the problems is that so many businesses try to be on all of them instead of focusing in where their ideal client customer is. This is The Real Estate Pod. I'm Ed Barone, co-founder of RentReady, the platform that makes renting easy for landlords and tenants. With this podcast, we aim to help landlords learn, scale, and invest. We also want to help you tackle the business side of real estate investing, because being an investor or getting your first investment requires you to be an entrepreneur. It's about mindset and strategy. Stacy Rossetti is hosting the show today. Stacy herself is a real estate investing expert and coach out in Peachtree, Georgia, who specializes in real estate investing, rehabbing, and storage units. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, this is Stacey Rossetti. I want to say thank you so much for coming and checking out the Real Estate Pod again and coming and hearing us out. We have a great uh, speaker today, a great guest. It's Katie Brinkley, and she's going to talk to us all about social media marketing and how to really get an audience and a platform on social media. So introduce yourself to me, Katie. Hi, thank you so much for having me, and I'm excited to be on your show with you. So yeah, you... Brief introduction, I have been helping businesses with their social media strategy for 17 years. So I got started back in the days of MySpace and uh, have never really looked back. And I know that a lot of times businesses can think that social media might not work for them or for their brand, but I think that it's all about the strategy and posting the right type of content when your audience is online. And that's what I try to help businesses do now is find their strategy so that they can be successful online. So give us, uh, you know, some basic tips on how we can get started. I know a lot of people that are listening now are all just, they do social, everybody's on social media and they're doing their trolling or whatever they're doing, right? How can we utilize it for our business? Give us some good tips for basic information. Well, I think that one of the biggest problems uh, that a lot of businesses make is that they they try to be on every single social media network known to mankind. And there are a lot now. Like I said, I got started back when MySpace was really the only dog in the game. But now, you know, Facebook, there's Instagram, there's Twitter, there's Clubhouse, there's LinkedIn. And there are a lot of social media platforms out there. And I think that that's one of the problems is that so many businesses try to be on all of them, instead of focusing in where their ideal client and customer is and pushing out the content that makes the most sense for that audience. How do you like, how do you figure out which platform you should be on? Well, that's where we we kind of take a step back and see who your target market is. And, you know, if you do have a, a lot of millennials, then maybe we can try and figure something out for TikTok. Are you more B2B? Uh, then let's go all in on LinkedIn and start posting content out there on LinkedIn. So seeing exactly who your target audience is. And then, like I said before, going all in on that social media network. And then if you have the time and the capacity to start adding in more networks, then you start adding in more more networks to post to. Because if you think about it, there are a lot... So just on Instagram, for example, there's five ways to post on it. You know, There's the feed, there's stories, there's reels, there's IGTV, and there's IG Live. And everyone consumes content differently. So if you are posting just to Instagram, you need to make sure that you show up in those five different avenues so that your audience can consume your content. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing that's really kind of frustrating for me as a, as a business owner, as an investor and, and business owner is like, 
There's so much, so many different ways to post out. And the truth of the matter is, is like, how do you really figure out what's the best thing for like what your audience is? You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm exactly what you just said. Like, all I do is post out everywhere because I have no idea how to figure it out. So maybe you can give us some tips on how to figure all that out. <laughs> yeah. So there, most of these platforms, especially if you are set up as a business account, they give you insights and they'll tell you who your demographic is. So um, just for mine, I have a lot of uh, women that follow me. So I'm about 60% women and 40% men. And then from there, I get even more information. I, the, my highest uh, engagement for women is women ages 35 to 44. And then, from, so if I'm just thinking about Instagram, I know I can push out maybe more content that has like a pink background in it because women are following me on Instagram. So they don't mind seeing that pink. Now on LinkedIn, I have a, a lot higher of a male audience. And so I do a lot more gray backgrounds on there. So it's just kind of tailoring some of those differences for your audience. Um, because if I post a whole bunch of pink stuff with, to a male audience, they might just scroll right on through it. That's not going to stop the scroll for them like it would a woman. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. All right. So be more leery. I said, be, be more leery of like who your actual, your actual audience is and then create, like, what's the best way to post? Like for us, we're doing JPEGs and videos. I mean, like, is it long form writing, short form posts? Is it JPEGs, videos? How do you kind of figure all that out? So that's one of the things that I think that you can, people are try to post too much and try to recreate the wheel too often. So with this podcast, let's say this is your main content pillar. And from this, you have the video, but then for you can then turn it into a blog and transcribe it. And you can talk about this in your next post about, Hey, did you know all these, the five different parts of social media, you need to make sure you hit. And that could be your blog post. And you can then t- turn that into maybe a carousel on Instagram. And then from there, you can take that one piece of content, this this piece right here and turn it into a short form video. Just take a 60 second clip of this. And so now you have the long form video, you have the written blog, and you have a 60 second short kind of teaser video that someone's going to walk away with and be like, Ooh, I want to learn more about that. I'm going to go and watch the full thing. So there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can take that one piece of content and just repurpose it throughout the week. Instead of having to work harder and think of all these different things to post, Take that one piece of content that you spend a lot of time and energy and effort on and just break it down for how the people will consume content in their own way. I think that's a great idea. That's, that's exactly what we do. Uh, we do it. We just take like, I just do like a video and essentially then they just break it down and make it into like a whole bunch of different pieces, which is, I think the way to go nowadays. Now for like investors that are listening, then um, it's like, like I tell my students all the time, I'm like, one of the best ways for them to create credibility, especially through social media marketing is to just like, whenever they go out to like houses and check on them, like if they're going to buy any type of property, if it's houses or whatever, they're going to do commercial property. They should be like making videos of like what they're doing, essentially yes. walking around and being like, hey, look what I found. This is a house. It looks like crap. And it's a hoarder's house. And like, I'm going to put this under contract and fix it up. Or like I said, you know, whatever the video is. So essentially, that's kind of what I tell them to do is make a video and then post this out. So basically what you're saying is make a video now and then create a whole bunch of content from that one video. And then what? Yeah. So, you know, I love that idea because that's great for like Instagram stories, Twitter fleets. Um, so those are like the short like stories on Twitter. So 
those are perfect because it shows a day in the life. And while it is our life and we might not think it's that interesting, it's very interesting to people that don't do it every day. And again, it might just seem like all I'm doing is just going to look at property, but that's pretty cool. I mean, I haven't been, I've never seen a hoarder's house except for on TV. So, I mean, like that's where it's kind of like, Ooh, what are they going to do with it? And then you take them on the journey with you of, okay, now remember that hoarder's house. Now look at, we're, we're cleaning it out and now we're doing this to it. And they get to see the full transformation. If you think about all of your posts as a story, that that's what our lives are is a story. And just letting people along for the ride so that they can join you on your journey and hear your story with you. That's what people are going to identify with and want to, you know, connect with you further with. What do you think of syndication? So posting uh, the same thing on multiple channels. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think that it's fine, but try to change it up for each channel again. So if you have that uh, piece of content, so I, again, post a lot of social media tips. So I will have two versions like, so on Instagram, it might be that carousel post that people can go through and actually swipe. But then on LinkedIn, it's just going to be a direct link with a custom graphic. And then on Facebook, I might just post this full video that, that we've done. So it's the same piece of content going out to the different networks at the time that makes the most sense. But really, it's all driving traffic back to the same spot. It's just being pushed out to the way that the audience on that network consumes it the best. Yeah, see, we don't like essentially we don't do it that way. Essentially, we just like we come up with like a zillion different ways of doing marketing, and then we'll just post all of those out to like all the different social media markets. And we do that through like a like a like a a syndication site. Yeah, so there's that like, like a scheduler. Yeah, like a scheduler. Is that something that we could do, or now because somebody was telling me too that like you know, Facebook or Instagram, whatever, like if they see you posting out through like a scheduling kind of software or whatever, like they end up like not even showing your stuff or whatever. I'm not sure if that's true. It's, I think that it's kind of an old wives tale that's kind of gotten turned into um, a fact. And, you know, it's, it's absolutely like I use a scheduler for myself and for all of my clients. And I also post natively and it's, there's really no difference between when I post using a scheduler and when I post natively to a platform. There's a lot of schedulers out there. The, the one that I use is something called Loomly. I'm not affiliated with them. I just find it to be a very easy to navigate tool. Mm -hmm. But if you want something that's free and all you're doing is posting to Facebook and Instagram, there's the Facebook Creator Studio. And you can then choose the different content to go out to Facebook and Instagram, and it will post automatically. Again, it's and it's owned by Facebook. So I think that it's it's fine to to use a scheduler and it's also fine to to post natively when when you have the time. Yeah, no, I agree. And Instagram too, like you can post from Instagram to Facebook. And so now you're saying that with the creator, you because I've seen the creator running and player with that. Now you could do Facebook to Instagram as well as what Yeah, and and that way too, because I mean the formatting is different for each of these social mm -hmm. networks, even though they are owned by the same guy, it's that the formatting is different and there's different nuances that, you know, on Instagram, you should include 30 hashtags, but on Facebook, maybe only two or three, you know? And so it's just kind of making sure that you format your posts the right way so that people know that you aren't just copying and pasting. They think it's fresh content. You want them to follow you. If you are on more than one social media network, give them a reason to follow you on each of those networks, because otherwise 
I follow him on Facebook and it's the same thing on everything else. Why should I follow him on LinkedIn? You want to make them think that you are publishing fresh stuff to all of these different channels, even if it's just changing up the graphic, but it still has the same URL destination. With the hashtags, uh, like, you know, what's up with the hashtags? Like with Instagram, do you have to do this? Because I never do this. Is that like... Well, it's it's basic. Instagram's giving you a way to be found through search. There's no Google search bar really on, on Instagram. And so the hashtags is the way for you to show up in other people's feeds that might not never ever click on you or think to search for you. So they're giving you 30 ways to get in front of a new audience. And yeah. so there is no magic number. It's not like 15 or 10. It's 30. If, if Instagram is going to give you 30 hashtags to use to get in front of a fresh audience, utilize those 30 hashtags. Got it. Got it. Got it. But how does that work? So essentially you put the hashtag, but how does it show up in somebody else's feed? So there's a lot of people that really they are on Instagram and they might say like, I'm going to be remodeling my kitchen. I just want to get some inspiration. So I'm just going to research hashtag kitchen design. And everybody that's used that hashtag in there, they can just scroll through it. And it's basically this whole separate feed for them to, to look through. Um, so that way you're not just looking at the people that you follow in the feed. You're being exposed to this whole new audience of something that you're interested in. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting because I never, because I don't go on Instagram. So it's good for me to know stuff like that as well, too. <laughs> um, okay. What about, um, do you know anything about Facebook groups? I do. Okay. So what about, how do you create like more engagement in your Facebook groups? Because I got a Facebook group and it's kind of dead and I'm trying to get some more engagement. Showing up for them and starting conversations. Um, when you, so asking a question, doing a poll, Hey, do you, uh, that everyone can identify with. So, uh, for, for me uh, and if in my Facebook group, Hey, are you, are you more of an Instagram stories person or an Instagram reels person? And then people can vote on it and say why they like to do it in the comments. And then I respond to them again, it's called social media for a reason. And so you have to create these conversation starters with your audience. And if you start a conversation and then you never answer them when they are commenting back or answering you, they're not going to want to engage in the future because then they're just, they realize that they're talking to no one. So when someone does leave a comment on a post or is commenting on a Facebook group post, answer them and say, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Or, oh, I never thought of that. Even something simple like nice job or if, you're, if someone's saying a, a win that they had for the week. It's just, again, being that social element of social media. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. That's good. Now in terms of like real estate and real estate entrepreneurs, then, um, can you give us some tips and and like tricks on like what we should be doing as real estate entrepreneurs to get better on social media? You know, you, you really hit the nail right on the head with taking people along with you on your journey. I think that a lot of times we, we can get caught up in the the for sale, just listed, you know, sent pending kind of kind of posts, but you are the, the brand and people want to see what you do and be taken on that journey with you. And again, it might not seem like a big deal for you because you do it every day, but just going out on the job site, making those phone calls, talking with other people in your industry, bring them on for a, an Instagram live or a Facebook live. And you can guys can have a discussion about the latest trends that you're seeing in, in your area. So again, taking people on what a day in the life for you 
is, is really helpful. And it really will help you move, uh, grow your own audience and eventually build out that whole no like and trust factor of people then referring you. Maybe they don't need to do business with you right now, or or you're not a, a B to, to C type of business, but people will know who you are and when your name will come up in conversations and they will refer you out. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a big, uh, we do like, uh, cause I, what I invest in self-storage, but like what we do is we do driving for self-storage and then I'll just go out, drive for self-storage, make some videos and then just like, you know, walk storage facilities videos and post them out. And those, those get such great engagement. I just love that so much. I, I think people just love videos and they like to see what other people are doing, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, like you think about it, like even just making dinner at night, you know, I, that's a very simple thing. But I mean, if that's something that you can take people on your journey with, I, it, it's it's all about your TV show and you are the star of your own TV show and people will want to tune in to a show that's showing up regularly. Do you think if there, if we're like real estate entrepreneurs and we're trying to get started in real estate investing or we're agents or whatever we are in the real estate field, do you think that everything that we post out needs to be about real estate or like how should we focus on or how, what should we focus on? So if we're, we're just going to take the hoarder house, for example, and um, you know, you start with when you're first there, and then you take people along the journey of seeing the transformation, but then the day in the life stuff. So if you are going there with, with your dog, you can take a picture, take, take people, Oh, Hey, Fido is with me today. And we are just heading on out to go see if the new sink is installed and, you know, stop by and got our latest Starbucks. Um, this there's a Starbucks right around. So tell people kind of what you do as you are going to work. So again, like I said, if you're going to Starbucks with the dog, get a picture of the two of you with your Starbucks. And that way you can bring in a part of your personal uh, side into the work business. Because again, remember, everyone's following you for a specific reason. And if you start showing up with a whole bunch of random posts about just your dog now, now that people that are coming to your page for the first time, I'd be like, oh, so do they, is this like a, a, uh, investor or is this like a dog page or what am I seeing here? Is this even for real? Is this a personal page? So make sure that you keep to the business stuff in the feed, but you can absolutely showcase some of your personality in stories. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So I tell my students all the time, like, you know, if you're not, if you're not doing anything on social media, if you're not taking advantage of all the opportunities that are on social media, then you're totally missing out. And especially in the real estate investing world, because what it does is it builds credibility, right? You know, you're building this credibility and in real estate in real estate investing and being in the real estate world, essentially, it's all about credibility. If you want to buy, like if you want to buy properties and you don't have any money to buy the properties, what you have to do is you have to borrow private money, right? And the only way for you to buy, to get private money from other people is if you have credibility, right? And everybody's always asking me, like, how do you get this credibility if you've never done any deals? Well, you do that through social media, essentially. That's really what you do, you know? And so you've got to get out there. You've got to put yourself out there. I know I get it. Like in the beginning, it's kind of nerve wracking trying to come up with a whole bunch of stuff, but um, you really got to get yourself out of that comfort zone and put yourself. Now, I am not like a, like a selfie person. 
I don't like you hardly ever you notice like if you follow me like I'm never hardly in any of my videos like every once in a while you'll see me in a video like uh, walking through a storage facility but I'm not like a selfie person what do you say to that like do we have to be in every video or how should we work that you don't need to be in every video but you do need to be in video and trust me as somebody that comes from radio there's a reason that I decided to go into to radio and not TV. And I don't like being in front of the camera either, but that's the thing is you're, you're a person and that's what people identify with. They identify with you, not a logo. So you have to give a face to your brand. And especially in an industry where you are going to be dealing with other people, the second, the more you show your face, the second that you meet someone in real life, if they've been following you on social media for a while, it'll feel like they're doing business with an old friend because they've seen you so much. They've seen you on camera. They've seen how you talk. They've seen your, your body language. And when you meet in real life, it's going to be just like meeting an old friend. And that's, again, what's going to make deals happen even faster. Mm-hmm. Which is so true because anytime that anybody comes in through any of my marketing, there was like, Stacy. You know, like, it's just like, oh, they know everything about me. And I'm just kind of like, who are you? Which is like, which is, which is totally true, you know? So yeah, make yourself very personable, you know, be your, be yourself. Essentially. I'm always, I'm always my authentic self, as you can see. Right. So, and uh, you know, that is, I just, I'm basically like, it's a, I'm a book. This is how it is. You know, you can decide to work with me or not work with me. And I think this is how everybody should be, especially if you, you don't have to like, a lot of people feel like they got to get all dressed up and like beautiful and stuff like this. But I think people really relate to like when you just you're just your authentic self and you're just doing the best you can. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how does everybody get a hold of you? Like if they need help with social media marketing, how do they follow you? Can you give us all your contact information? Yeah. Well, um, obviously I'm on social media, so you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Katie Brinkley at LinkedIn. Um, on Instagram, I am Katie Brinkley. And then on Clubhouse, I'm, I hold a lot of marketing rooms uh, on Clubhouse and I am at Katie Brinkley on Clubhouse. I also am getting ready to launch a social media membership. So if you're looking forward to just having a social media expert that you can ask your questions to, and then getting uh, twice a month trainings on the latest social media trends and different parts of social media. Um, that'll be part of the membership option too. So if you're interested in that, you can go to katiebrinkley.com. Awesome. I love it. What do you think about Clubhouse? I absolutely love it. I think it is a fantastic way for people to make new connections around the world at lightning speed. Whether or not you want to do it for business or if you want to do it for personal reasons or if you want to do it for networking, it connections are happening faster than ever. And it just really showcases the power of audio. And if you are still on the fence for, for Clubhouse, uh, dive in because social audio is the next big thing. And Facebook's launching something. Twitter's launching something. And they're all copying Clubhouse for a reason. Oh, really? So everybody's getting out there and launching something. Good. I mean, the thing is, though, is that we have, there's so much. That's why I said it, it, it can be hard. And that's why I really think that going just in on one platform where your ideal client is and giving it your all, it really does make a world of difference and you get a lot of your life back. Yeah. And what my coach told me in the very beginning, when I first started uh, in real estate investing, which I, which applies to anything essentially is like, you know, people that are successful, what they're doing is they're just picking one thing, focusing on it, getting really good at it. And then once they master it, they're moving to the next thing. 
right? And I think that applies to basically anything in life, but especially social media marketing, because I started out just with Facebook. You know, now I have a team that does everything. So uh, I don't have to, I just have to be the face, but pick one thing, focus on it, master it, and then move to the next thing. Exactly. Okay, good. Awesome. Well, thank you for hanging out with us. I love all the tips. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. All right, everybody else, just make sure you uh, keep following us. It's the Real Estate Pod. We are hosted by Rent Ready. Rent Ready is a property management software. So if you have rental properties, uh, then you need to make sure you check that out because they offer a very awesome product for super low. Also, check me out, Stacey Rossetti, right? You can see all my training videos. You can see everything at stacyrossetti.com. All right, thank you guys for hanging out and I will see you guys at the next training. We're so grateful to be able to learn from these active investors, entrepreneurs, and all-around amazing individuals who want to share their success with you. The real estate investing community really is a unique community to be a part of. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can rate or review the podcast in whatever podcast app you're listening to. It would mean a great deal to us to learn what you like, what you don't like, and even questions we can answer on your behalf. You can also subscribe to The Real Estate Pod on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.